In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are forgiven. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy on us, and for his sake, grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us, and has given his only Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God, and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. I was glad when. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. 
Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the fourth Sunday in Lent is written in the second book of Moses, known as Exodus, chapter 16. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. And the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, You will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thick flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as much as he needed. Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as he needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 4. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born in the ordinary way, but his son by the free woman was born as the result of a promise. These things may be taken figuratively, for the women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. 
For it is written, Be glad, O barren woman, who bears no children. Break forth and cry aloud, you who have no labor pains, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that time, the son born in the ordinary way persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. From this time forth and forevermore, peace be upon Israel. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. Glory be to you, O Lord. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not be enough bread for each to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you.
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes you just need a break, a reprieve, a rest. Sometimes you really want an island of refreshment in the midst of chaos, a rest from the work, a ceasefire from the war, the battle, conflict, or turmoil. You might just want a day when you don't have to work. You don't have to cook or clean. A day when you just don't have to deal to contend with others. We might even just wish for a day when we could, we could get a break from the weather, from the wind and the snow. Don't you wish for that, for a, a day to come, for the sun to shine, the snow to melt, a day when we could just go out, sit out in the grass, and have a picnic that someone else has provided. Good news. This Sunday is just, just such a break. Rejoice. It's a break in the season. If you've been paying attention this Lenten season, you've heard that the Sundays, especially the Old Testament readings and the Gospel readings, are full of conflict and fighting. Week one, it was the devil going after Adam and Eve And then the devil going up against the second Adam, our Lord Jesus himself. Week two, Jacob wrestled with God for a blessing and a Canaanite woman had to hound Jesus for his help. Week three, last week, we heard about the plagues in Egypt. It was was God and Moses contending against Pharaoh and his magicians. And then you had that strong man, devil, and the stronger man, Jesus, contending over, fighting over the hearts and minds and souls of men. So if you're tired of all the contention, the wrestling, the fighting, you get a break today. Of course, we'll be back at it next Sunday when we'll hear the Jews saying that Jesus has a demon and Jesus says that they instead are the devil's children. Then they'll try to kill him. And eventually, by the end of Passion Season, they will succeed. And we will observe the greatest battle of them all. But today, take a break. Sit down. Relax and rejoice. That sounds nice, you say, but it hardly seems realistic because someone has to feed these people. Because all the work that needs to be done is not going to do itself. If we don't do it, if we don't fight or fix or feed everyone, it's just not going to get done. How will all of it get done, we wonder. See, Jesus tests us too. Just as when he asked, where will we buy bread for all these people to eat? Of all the things that you need to do on a daily basis, how are you going to get it all done? It seems impossible. From Jesus' feeding of the 5,000, we hear, we want to pay attention to a few details. First of all, Jesus is the one who noticed the need in the first place. The people didn't notice. Unlike the Israelites, unlike little children, they didn't come complaining about being hungry and begging to be fed. Jesus is the one who asked. That's because Jesus noticed what they needed before they did. You think you know what you need. And whenever you think about the things that you need, the things that you must do, the things that you must be about, it 
likely seems overwhelming to you. It's more than you have. More than you can afford. But the truth is you don't even know the half of it. You don't know the half of all the things that you need. You don't know the half of all the things that you should do but didn't even think of. But Jesus knows and notices every one of your needs. Those, of course, of the, that deal with the support and the needs of the body. But there's more than that. There is the support and the needs of the soul and the mind and spirit. You have deficiencies that no test will ever detect. And no doctor can diagnose. Some of which are just as deadly as any disease. If suddenly you do become aware of it. Perhaps it's when your conscience speaks up finally more loudly than your growling stomach. When you become aware of your sin and the severe danger it poses, then suddenly you're overwhelmed. You're in over your head and you wonder, what shall I do? Might try covering it up with excuses. A lot of people try. Or you might just worry about it in fear. That's when Jesus says, today, sit down. Jesus already knew, and he already knew what he would do, particularly about your sin and its mess. He already knew that. That's why he came. He came to take your needs on himself. You see, he was hungry too, remember? And tempted. That's why he fought against the devil. That's why he went to the cross and crushed the devil under his nail-pierced feet. So that you could sit down on the grass and be fed. And think of it, if Jesus does this with our greatest need, with our sin that would kill us and throw us into hell forever, if Jesus would go down into the pit of hell itself, himself, to take our place, let me ask you, what other need of body or of mind is he somehow unaware of? And of which he has not already had in mind what he was going to do. Sit down. Is it your future? Jesus already knows. Have a seat. Is it your health? Jesus already knows what he will do about that too. Sit down. What are you? Are you hungry? Are you lo lonely, tired, afraid? Guilt-ridden? Sit down. Jesus has you in mind with all your needs. And rejoice. The title for the Sunday today is called Rejoice. It comes from the first word of the introit, which it often does. Today from Isaiah chapter 66. Rejoice with Jerusalem. And be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. Both the prophet Isaiah in that verse and the Apostle Paul in our epistle today, both of them describe Jerusalem as our mother. St. Paul compares Sarah, the mother of Isaac, to Hagar, the mother of Ishmael. You've got Mount Sinai and Jerusalem, which is the law. That's the ordinary way things go. That's where you have to do everything. You work, you worry, you work it out. Versus Sarah and Isaac, who is the child born of a promise. 
That's the child of the covenant, the promise that God made with Abraham that he would give Abraham a son. That's the promise of a Savior who acts for you. The promise of what God in Christ does for you. In other words, we are able to sit down and eat, relax, and rejoice. Much like a baby who nurses from his mother without a care in the world, even though that baby's needs are greater than most. Because God in Christ has already known all of our needs and has richly taken care of them. We can rest because another has labored. We can feast because another has prepared and fed us. We can be at peace because another has fought for us. And the place where we can go to rest, to be fed, and to be at peace is like our mother. In the third century, a Christian teacher named Cyprian famously said, no one can have God as a father who has not the church as mother. That is, it's the place where we rest and are fed. The refreshment that we find this Sunday before we enter into Passion Tide and Holy Week, this is the same refreshment and rest that is here for us every Sunday. Every Sunday before we go back out into life. And Jesus says, I, I know you have needs. I know you're hungry and tired and burdened. I know. But at my word and my promise, you may be at rest because I have labored. You eat and be comforted by, by what I provide. You be at peace because I have fought for you. And so we say with the psalmist, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord because there is a place we can sit down and rest and find peace. But we can't stay here. Not forever. We can't not go to work. We can't not feed our family. I certainly can't guarantee that, that when, when you go back out into the world, the wind won't be blowing again. And trials won't come and storms won't rage. That, that you'll ever really get, be able to ever get much of a break, not there, or rest, or peace. There may be contending and fighting, feeding, and working. But that's all the more reason for us to keep the Sabbath. That means to find rest, to sit down, take a break. Let Jesus feed you. Let him do what he has in mind for you. For here he wants to feed you with his word and with his sacrament that you may have nourishment for the journey which you will go through. Here he wants to give you rest so that you may go out and work and contend and fight and feed. Here he wants to give you peace. Not a peace as the world gives, not an external peace between people, but a peace within. And to still be at peace when you go out into a world that is anything but. A world and a life that is contentious and is at war and is hungry, is a lonely and dark wilderness. But because you have sat down here, because you have fed from his hand, from his work, then you may go as God's children. 
well-fed, well-rested, and at peace. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the...
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere, we give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings that you have bestowed on us without any merit or worthiness on our part. We praise you especially for preserving for us your saving word and holy sacraments. Grant and preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and provide faithful pastors to preach your word with power. Help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, in mercy, bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life. Protect and defend your church in all tribulation and danger and sustain with your spirit our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who experience persecution. Strengthen us and all fellow Christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ and help us to fight the good fight of faith that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, bestow your grace on all nations of the earth. Bless especially our country, its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Let your glory dwell in our land, that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. Lord, in your mercy. Compassionate Lord, graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper all who labor in their rightful callings, and let all useful arts flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the poor and homeless, the helper of the hungry and needy, the comforter of the distressed and those who sorrow. Lord, look with favor, with mercy, especially on those who stand in need of our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Accept, we implore, O Lord, our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring you before you as our, our humble servant service. Fill us, your children, with hearts moved toward generosity in supporting your ministry among us and with compassion to help all in need as we are able. Lord, in your mercy. Father, as we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord. Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we may be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Jesus Christ, through you all things were created, and through you all things have their purpose. You judged the world through water, but saved believing Noah and the church with the same righteous flood. 
With water, you rescued Israel from slavery, destroying her enemy in the Red Sea, and led her through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. You spoke through the prophets, ruled through the kings, and mediated through the priests on behalf of your people until it was time for your blessed passion, the sacrifice of the true Lamb of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ, you did not turn away from the stroke of justice we deserved, but absorbed its blow only to rise three days later. As you promise your apostles, so comfort us with the knowledge that you have ascended into heaven to prepare eternal bliss for us and rule all things in our favor that we may carry out your Pentecost command to preach the gospel to all nations. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this holy supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.